This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, welcome back to the pod crashed. This week, we're telling the story of RAF Flight 333. Thanks for listening. Okie dokie, smoky pokey. This is the kind of story that I am always looking for, kind of. Okay. Like, if that makes sense. I feel like there's so many different stories. But I am often looking for this story. And today I found this story and I'm very happy. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm excited. Um, yeah. So uh, today we are uh, telling the story of uh, RAF, so Royal Air Force, Flight 333. So this is, we're going back not far at all to February 9th, 2014. So, you know, three weeks ago. Yeah. Approximately. Not almost 10 years ago, because that's preposterous. (laughs) (laughs) That's a senseless, nonsense idea. But um, so this is a Royal Air Force flight going from, I'm going to say, Breeze Norton. British people can tell me that's how you say it. Uh, From the Air Force Base uh, Breeze Norton to (laughs) Camp Bastion Airfield in Afghanistan. Okay. Uh, February 9th, not that close to Christmas, but kind of close to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Basically, this is a flight of like a Royal Air Force flight of like soldiers or like support staff, different personnel who have been on their like like their holiday leave. And now they're coming back to Afghanistan. So okay. it's I. I imagine like families, but I don't think a ton of people brought their families with them to Afghanistan. I don't right. feel like that happened that much. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So I kind of, I, I, I guess I don't know, but I imagine, I don't know, maybe kind of like a mixed vibe on the plane, maybe, Uh huh. you know, like. Some people are probably happy to like see each other and stuff, but maybe, you know, it's a tough flight. It's probably, yeah, it's probably a tough flight. Yeah. The plane itself is the military like equivalent of an A330. So that's like a civilian plane that, you know, most of us have been on probably. Um, But the military, the name, like what Airbus calls like this version is a KC-2, which hmm. I think is a great name, and what I will name our first child, KC-2. Beautiful, KC-2. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So After the plane, of we, course. After the plane, right, right. That's not good. I mean, my name isn't spelled KC, it's KC. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got 189 passengers, so people who are, like, just, like, sitting in their seats flying. Nine crew members two of which are pilots and then seven flight attendants so it's kind of operating like a commercial flight but it's not a commercial flight so there are flight attendants there's like meal service there's a movie like there's you know it's it's kind of got some of like the niceties of a Mm -hmm. commercial flight but it's they probably try and make it as like nice as they can yeah, I think you're right. I think they probably do try to make it, you know. It must be, I wonder what that gig is like to be a flight attendant on these. Yeah. Like, I wonder how you get that job. Like, I'm yeah. a Royal Air Force flight attendant. Right. I don't know. I just don't know how that works. Who can but say? Who can say? Um, our captain's name is Andrew. Our first officer's name is Nathan. They're both um, like Air Forcemen, um, and I don't know their ages. So 
I am imagining them in my head being very young, but I think that they are more career Air Force men. So I think mm. that they might be more like real adults. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going back from our Christmas break or whatever we whatever we want to call it. Um, the plane is getting ready to go. It's about an eight hour flight from um, this part of the UK to that part of Afghanistan. And we're leaving in like the late morning. So not kind of like, again, as kind of as comfortable as possible, right? It's not leaving at like a horrible hour. Mm-hmm. It's not like that long of a flight, but it's a pretty long flight, eight hours, you know? So as they're getting ready to go, um, they're out on the runway getting ready, um, taxiing out to the runway rather. And everybody's like buckled in. And so this aircraft has what's called an IFF system stands for like identify friend or foe system Mm. it's like a little transponder that can like basically communicates with other planes and if it's like another raf plane or like another ally plane or whatever then you know that it's an ally aircraft rather than i don't know a scary bad aircraft or whatever yeah (laughs) and i don't know hopefully it doesn't come up too often because it is it's it still is just an a330 right like it's (laughs) it's you know whatever so it has one of those systems and while they're taxiing out to the runway it's like being a little bitch like it's just acting up it's like throwing out weird codes oh. their like ecam thing is is throwing out like that there's a something's wrong with it and so they're troubleshooting it turning it off and on again you really don't it, it's not critical to the operation of the aircraft but you don't want to like mess with anything like andrew and nathan right. don't want to if it's doing weird stuff they don't want to mess with it so while they're troubleshooting it they are like considering maybe we're gonna have to go back to the gate to go yeah, back yeah, go, and have yeah. somebody check this out but after they troubleshoot it turn it off turn it on whatever it, it the fault clears so now it looks like everything's okay and they're like okay maybe it just was acting up you know being weird yeah and uh they take off for their eight-hour flight to afghanistan and uh while they are on their way it's a pretty Pretty simple flight, right? Like they're gonna they get up to cruising altitude and then they've just gotta cruise on over, right? Like it's not super complex. There's a little bit of turbulence, it's not that bad, pretty normal, mm-hmm. easy peasy flight. The um it has the like social niceties of a commercial flight with like the flight attendants like serving dinner and stuff like or lunch, I guess. Um, but it's also maybe a little more casual. So like right. the pilots are, you know, it's just a pretty chill, low key, casual flight. And uh, they are flying along. Andrew, the captain, has like a DSLR camera that he's brought along, mm-hmm. which, yeah, if I had a fancy camera, I would bring it too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's his first time in Afghanistan, right? So he's like playing around with the camera. Um, They're joking. It's just everything's fine, right? Very pleasant, whatever. And hours like tick by about mm, a couple hours, two, three hours into the flight. uh, Nathan, the first officer, is like, I'm going to go walk around basically i'm gonna go like i'm gonna get a drink do you want anything to drink Mm -hmm. i'm gonna you know stretch my legs basically and uh nathan gets up leaves the cockpit comes back with tea for andrew which is very sweet yeah and then like you know leaves the cockpit again to you know whatever chit chat with somebody or grab something to eat go to the bathroom that kind of stuff and uh, Andrew's in there just duping around with his camera. Flight attendant comes in, chit-chats with Andrew, asks him if he wants anything. It's okay. Nathan just brought me tea. Like, it's just, yeah. you know, whatever. It's like Monday. And, yeah. It's, it's yeah. In a good way. So, right. Right. Super mundane. And so the flight attendant leaves. Uh, Andrew's dupe-duping with the camera, keeping an eye on the controls or whatever. 
And um, suddenly there's kind of like a weird feeling that I, I think would be very hard to describe, but there's kind of like a strange and explicable, like, wait, something's weird. I feel weird. And up in the cockpit, Andrew realizes that like his shoulder harnesses of his seatbelt is like holding him down. Like he's Hmm. floating and being held in place by the shoulder harness. And in the cabin, most people are buckled, but if you're not, or if you're like holding something or whatever, everything is just starting to like float. And things are floating up. Andrew looks like what is happening. He's in the cockpit by himself. He he looks and he can see that the nose is tilted down mm. on the aircraft. And he like had pushed back his seat just to be more comfortable. But now he's like, wait, I got it. Something's happening. And he yeah. like moves his seat up. And when he moves his seat forward, all of a sudden the nose like points straight down and they start to dive toward the ground in the cabin nathan is just you know whatever doing his thing starts to float up when the suddenly the plane starts to like nose down dive he slams into the ceiling of the plane and his back breaks his back breaks so they're diving, diving, diving. Andrew's in there by himself. He's trying to, like, there's, you know, everything's screaming at him. Nathan, back broken, is still floating up along the ceiling oh of the aircraft. God. Basically, like, an astronaut pulls himself forward back into the cockpit, gets into the cockpit. The, you know, lights are going off, the alarms, everything's screaming at him. Like, Andrew is desperately trying to pull them up out of this dive nathan still floating pulls back on the stick on his side so airbus planes have like a side stick next Mm -hmm. to your like the left hand on the left side right hand on the right side so nathan just like pulls himself over like apollo 13 and like pulls (laughs) back on his side stick and nothing happens the plane does not respond to him pulling back on the side stick whatsoever no change period they are diving they are diving 15,000 feet a minute oh they are like careening out of the sky and Nathan like pulls himself down into his seat and buckles himself in and he and Andrew are trying to figure out what's going on Nathan pulls back on the side stick again now that he's buckled in and the nose does start to like ease up a little bit that time it starts to just just poke up just a little bit like they're not diving quite as fast mm-hmm. but now they're getting like an overspeed warning screaming at them because they're careening out of the sky they're going so so fast that they are fully in danger of the plane just coming apart in the air before they even hit anything he pulls back on the side stick and they get that dual input warning we've talked about it before on on airbus aircraft if the one pilot does one input and the other pilot does the opposite input then you'll get a warning saying hey you're telling me two different things stop like figure it out and they get the dual input warning and nathan doesn't know what that's about they the overspeed warning is screaming at them they turn the engines down so Andrew just pulls the engines all the way back to idle just Mm. to just stop going so fast, right? We're dropping anyway, just stop speeding toward the earth. Nathan pulls back again on his side stick and all of a sudden the plane starts to respond to it normally. So the nose picks up. The engines have just been pulled back. Now they're getting a warning that they're going to stall because now they've got no engines and Mm -hmm. the nose is pointing up. Oh my God, Andrew like pushes the engines forward. They level off. Jeez. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. And so now he's Nathan, got a fucking broken back. A broken back. And in the cabin, everything, all of a sudden we've leveled off. In the cabin, a few people weren't buckled in. The The cabin crew obviously weren't buckled in. They've, nobody's as badly injured as Nathan is, but like people are like battered and bruised. But more than anything, people are freaking out. Yeah. Like freaking out, obviously, right? Like that is terrifying, terrifying. And 
in the cockpit they just like what happened what happened yeah why did that happen the only thing that was weird up until that point was the stupid iff system which shouldn't interfere that's to keep you from shooting down like your countrymen or whatever right. that's not it shouldn't have anything to do with that so they uh, we want to get on the ground as fast as possible literally where are we so they're flying over turkey right now and so they call air, air, air traffic control declare mayday they uh air traffic control is like oh you're like very close to like this airport and they're like okay but that airport is literally too close like it's yeah. it's like right <laughs> under them and they like can't they that's not going to happen and so the air traffic controller is like oh well you can go to istanbul like big huge international airport right go you can go there that one is like 300 miles away that's you know not that close yeah. and then their traffic controller again is just going through all their options they say um what about the like Injerlik air uh, air base so the turkish air force base and that one is baby bear just right not too far not too close and mm-hmm. so they're like yeah good we just want to get the we want to get on the ground safely and quickly so they nothing else seems to be weird they're flying normally now they route over to the air force the turkish air force base and they land and everybody oh lives. my gosh everybody lives um they have just had obviously an unbelievably terrifying and confusing experience mm-hmm. okay like they this is bad right and turkey is our and the uk is like nato ally mm-hmm. and this is like an raf plane or whatever and so um in just a couple months before this so in november of 2013 brian and i were in turkey right and i remember that one of the big things when you go to turkey this was like on every single like thing (laughs) about like the entry requirements for turkey Mm -hmm. it's like they do not take credit cards the the visa you get a visa on arrival the visa on arrival for americans i think at the time was like 40 bucks Mm -hmm. and they're like you have to have cash and you have to either have turkish cash you have to have british cash or you have to have american cash like those are that's it don't don't give us other money. Yeah. Don't think you're going to pay with a card. We don't take checks. Like, bring the cash, cash. right? It, not a lot of money, right? So for yeah. British people, it's 10 pounds at this time. So 10 pounds, a 10 pound note, right? That's what you need mm-hmm. to get the visa on arrival. Okay. They have just landed here on an emergency plane. <laughs> like, right. this is not, this is, this was not intended, right? And the Turkish, like, at the base, literally, like, God bless them. They're like, okay, so anybody who's on NATO orders, like NATO orders, right? You're good. You don't have to have a visa. Everybody else, Visa on arrival. You're entitled to that. That's totally fine. But we need 10 pounds cash. (laughs) And people are like, I don't have British cash with me. Like, I don't have 10 pounds or whatever. And they're literally like, I don't know what to tell you. We need the 10 pounds. Go figure it out. (laughs) Yes. 10 pounds. Like, they have literally. Seriously. Like, like, ah, they so they call like the the british embassy in ankara and they're like we can like drive some cash over to you but that's like we are hours away it's gonna take a while to get there and they just they do in fact figure it out because other people are like oh my god what what is happening here's 10 pounds like here you go like i i mean i don't know i feel like it's the rules that part Listen, them's the rules, yeah. And this was also like this was when the um Syrian crisis yeah. was like really, really at its like zenith, and yeah. people. I guess it's it's important to make it harder for refugees to come into your country. Of so, course, exactly. you know, if that also affects some people you didn't intend, what are you going to do? Right, like, just let people be refugees. Ugh. But anyway, we'll see if that makes it in the episode <laughs> too. But um so they I think, some i think our, oh, i mean ahead, if yeah i think we're good <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they ponied up i don't know like they they everybody who wasn't on nato orders paid their 10 pounds 
promise to pay each other back or whatever thanks for working together guys <laughs> and everyone's safe okay Thank great God. so yes so the raf um that's extremely terrifying yeah. and bad right that's this shouldn't happen and the roller force like grounded all of their kc2s not a single casey in the air right yep. there's grounded yep. all of them they said we have to figure out what happened they looked into like is it somehow something to do with like the weird fault message they got was something wrong with the autopilot the airbus we've talked about it many times in different contexts the airbus have like the flyby wire system mm -hmm. so like the computer is the one actually like making the final decision on stuff right and they uh are like going through everything they take like interviews from the pilots and when they look at the flight data recorder right so all of the inputs that either pilot makes when they look at the flight data recorder they can see that actually andrew the captain's like his side stick like pushed like poked forward like his side stick yeah pushed forward and like when the nose was going down just a little bit like his it 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 was because of his stick it was because his stick was pushed forward oh, no. like just a little bit yeah. just a little bit and then pushed forward like like big right and they were like did andrew did he do this on purpose like oh what? no and they really don't think he did because he, like, on the recording, is freaking out. Like, obviously, very shocked that this is happening. And he has, like, no history of, like, anything. Like, no, basically no one on Earth thinks that he did it on purpose. But, like, Andrew, my guy, like, you did do it. Like, what happened? And the other thing that's weird is that, like, the side stick input is, like, extremely steady. Like, perfectly steady like not no shaking not yeah. like like you would expect if it was like an actual like intentional input right you're gonna you're just nobody's hands are perfectly steady right and they're like okay wait guys tell us what happened again like just walk us through like and they have the flight data or the the voice cockpit voice recorder too so they're like listening to that yeah and like our boys like nathan is you know taking care of his horrible back injury and like andrew and nathan though both of them are like oh nathan like you are literally a hero you're not supposed to be out of the cockpit just right. like you know like oh no and like andrew like wait what are you doing what what happened why did you why did this happen and so they're like interviewing them and they do the like they talk to the like everybody and the so Andrew, like you had a like a camera, like you were just kind of like duping around with the camera, like yeah. that's not like you're working, dude. Yeah, like it's but it, it's kind of like they they're trying to put it together and they like are looking. So this might be hard to picture, but like okay, so if you've just had a car that has um like the side shifter, like or like gear shifter, right, mm -hmm. um next to you instead of up by the wheel. <laughs> So if you imagine that, like along with the stick shift, there's also the um, like panels or whatever, like yeah. a cup holder or whatever. So on this aircraft, there's like the stick that you use to like control the nose of the plane to control the pitch, right? So you've got that, but you've also got like there's a little space, right? And like, oh, that space you could totally fit a camera in that space. Oh. And so Andrew had been like, you know, playing with the camera or whatever, and they took the camera and they can see it's a digital camera so they can see when the photos were taken. And like the last picture he took was like shortly before that like little input, that little forward input. And so, like, our boy Andrew was just, he was just on the, taking pictures of the camera, and then he set it down oh. next to him, and it, like, just, like, was just wide enough that it just, like, nudged the stick forward. Oh, my God. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. 
And then when the like floating started to happen, that's scary. Yeah. He like could feel that something was wrong. He moved his seat forward. The armrest of his seat pushed into the camera, which pushed into the stick and shoved the nose of the plane down. Oh, my God. So that's why when Nathan was pulling back on the stick, he's pulling back on it. And the the computer is screaming at them that they're doing opposite inputs. And so, like, the this isn't clear to me. It's not clear to me if when that happened, if Andrew realized and, like, pulled the camera out uh-huh. or if the autopilot just disconnected. I, I don't it's or both, maybe probably both. Yeah. And like the the because the Airbus that fly by wire system is supposed to protect you, right? It's supposed to catch up with like, hey, I don't really think this is what you're trying to do. Right, like, let right. me fix it. So this is just my ignorance. I'm sure that you guys all know and will tell us. And that's yeah, what yeah. we look forward to. But, but like at this time, um, they don't think that it was intentional. No, or we it know for a fact it. that it's not so. So the camera, the camera had like a dent in it. Okay, and they like fit it into like they put it like right into that spot with like here's the stick and here's the like camera a, yeah. and it like perfectly like a puzzle piece like fits. Yeah, because it dented the camera when he like shoved forward. Oh, Andrew! Oh Damn. no! Oh no, Andrew. Oh no. Uh, I'm so glad for a billion reasons that everyone was okay. Yeah. But this is, I'm especially glad because God forbid everyone dies. Oh my God. And it blows up and they just have the FDR, like just have only have the flight data recorder to go on. Right. Are they going to think that Andrew did it on purpose? Right. Is like Andrew's family for the rest of his life going to think like what happened? You know yeah. what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Like. Andrew did he was discharged he that's he got he got fired and like I'm very sorry Andrew but that was a really scary thing yeah and Nathan is listen you can be upset that he was out of the cockpit like duping around but he saved everybody's lives with a broken back (laughs) with a broken back he literally spider-maned through the plane with a broken back and save the day. How do you even have the and, wherewithal ugh. to do that while you're floating after having a broken back? Like, I can't. I, I The only thing I can imagine is that, like, because I think about there's so many different times, like the Ethiopian Airlines flight. Remember that the hijackers, that whole thing? Yeah. The, they, like, dragged the first officer out of the cockpit, mm-hmm. and then he, like, kept fighting to try to, like, get back into the cockpit. Like, all I can think is that's, like, a, I don't know, just, like, a deeply ingrained, like, yeah. something is wrong, and, like, that's where I have to be. Like, it happens with the, we're going to do it soon. I promise, Abby, we're going to do it soon. The um, <laughs> the Air France 447, like, that. Yeah same thing like i do think that maybe it's just like i guess where pilots want to be if something is going wrong Mm -hmm. you know like just to try to fix it i don't know but if your back is broken i don't maybe adrenaline i don't know right i mean it has to be yeah a heroic spirit like i don't want (laughs) to give no credit to nathan like as an individual Oh, I cannot imagine the feeling, though, because at some point along the way, Andrew did notice that the camera was there and pulled it out. And like, oh, my God, immediate stomach drop. Just that. Oh, we all know that feeling like every single person in the world knows that feeling. Oh, and it's the worst. And it's like, oh, uh, I don't know. That is when you think about it, it, that feels like so easy to have compassion in that moment. Because right. you know what that feels like. And it is truly just so gut-wrenching Ugh. that it's horrible. Right. I mean, like, thank that, God like, everyone lives, right? Like, we can... Exactly. <sighs> thank God everyone lives. But over a camera. Oh. Oh and he probably... I mean, he feels terrible and embarrassed yeah. and... Right. All of the things. Right. It's just, I'd also, it's just such a, 
yeah, it's just so incredibly easy to imagine. Yeah. I mean, have you ever like lost something under like under the um pedal, like in the car? Have you ever like dropped something and it like went behind the pedal? Oh my god, yes. Yeah, that's it's, it's kind it's of the scary. same thing. Yeah. Really scary. Yeah. Really scary. Yeah. But like really pretty easy to do. You're like <laughs> yeah. get like sipping a like bottle of water and then all of a sudden you like can't control your car. Like it's that's it's yeah. <sighs> Ugh. You, you know the story about the marbles on the bus. Have I told you about this before? It sounds familiar. When I was when I was a child, um, the Dollar Tree had a bag of a hundred <laughs> marbles for a dollar, and I was like, oh, perfect, yeah. like that's what I want, obviously. And I brought them to school, and I dropped the entire bag of marbles on the bus because of <laughs> the course. whole bag of. Because, of course, and Kelly, God bless her, may she live forever, the bus driver, <laughs> very angry. <laughs> and that's specifically what she said, because I was a little bit like, you know, I really am sorry I did this, but like, you know, they're my, it's marbles. Like, right. And she was like saying like, no, like these marbles could collect like under the <laughs> yeah. pedal. And like, then we're just a creening bus. Right. Like, oh, my gosh. There were marbles. I rode that same bus for years and like we still found marbles. No. Like, years later. Yeah. God oh, bless Kelly. Poor baby Casey though. Oh. It's such a horrible thing. Oh. God. But I was always uh, so good at hiding that stuff as a kid. Like Oh. That I I definitely took that into adulthood of like being able to either spin my fuck ups or like hide them enough to take care of them so that it wouldn't become like a bigger deal like it's definitely mm. a skill that i perfected as as a child and has definitely benefited me especially my younger early adult life definitely benefited me a little bit being able to that's like one of it's like that fake it till you make it type like that's what happens yeah. when you're an adult yeah i feel like i have a really hard time I feel like I'm I'm afraid of that instinct. Mm, like mm-hmm. it's strong, strong instinct. Maybe I'm just not as good at it as you are. <laughs> but like, cause I, cause I'm always like afraid. Cause I'm like, wait a second. Uh, cause I, I think I'm more. I think that personally, I'm more likely to accidentally end up like having like this backfire on me (laughs) you know like where it has like oh this has this has gone bad right yeah no but no like having that as like a true skill it's oh sorry 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 no i was gonna say having that as a true skill like where you can actually do that very powerful (laughs) very very powerful and i will say as i have progressed through adulthood i've you don't need it like you just People fuck up. It's okay. You faked it all the way until you made it. Right. You did exactly. it, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, oh, wait, made it. nothing happens when you actually just admit. I mean, and it's not even like not admitting when you when you mess up, but it's that, you know, it's not huge things or anything like that, but it's the, I don't know, just like sh- spare the embarrassment part of it, I think for me, like that was yeah. a lot of my motivation of like, this yeah. isn't a big, I know this isn't a big deal. I can fix this without anybody knowing so that no yeah. one has to know. And I don't have, you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause you also like tell on yourself faster than anyone I've ever known. Yeah. yeah I do. Like, you will I like, do. if you, if, if your like, brain does a calculation, yeah. yeah, you will like instantly tell on yourself yeah. or like tell the people who need to know kind of thing. Yeah. Like that is something yeah. all my former bosses have said too, yeah. which I actually appreciate. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. You have because, very, you have very good judgment when yeah, it's like it's, a thing that you need to like out yourself or right, right. like just fix it. Right. Quietly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. But this is, and this seems like one of those, this is like an example Ugh. of a huge, huge consequence of such a small right. action, you know, that right. in any other circumstance could have easily just like picked up the camera and fixed whatever was going on. Just happened. You were is... in a place crashing right. into the and ground. Like, oh, because Andrew did. He actually got like, mm, I think someone can correct me. 
because I didn't write it down, but I think that they charged and convicted him and then gave him like a, he didn't spend time in jail. I think that because they said like, Andrew, like you definitely noticed that your camera was the thing that caused this and you didn't tell us in the interview Mm. and like, you're not supposed to do that. And I, again, I think it's a pretty easy instinct to like, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Like on some level, it's kind of weird, right? Because those interviews are, I think it'd be pretty scary. To, yeah. I think that like, I would rather, but, but you also can't, I don't know what the British version of like pleading the fifth is like, but oh, you, right, yeah. it's, you have to like, it's like a no, it's like an unlawyered thing that can be held against you, you yeah. know, like yeah. that interview. So but they were like, I mean, you clearly like picked up the camera at some point. Like you clearly did realize what had happened at some point and you could have saved us a lot of time. And the other thing that the, uh, the Royal Air Force was like very angry at him because they grounded all of the planes. Oh, right. For like a few weeks while they were worried oh that something was wrong with them. Ooh, so. Right. Like the worst like, time you know, to do that. <laughs> right. Like you but do I, that when there's I, something is wrong, uh, and I feel like that's the opposite that happens. Like, right. But even that, now, like but. one of the things I just people again, I think that I think it's fine to come away with from this story with like a variety of different feelings. But yeah. I have to say, like anybody I've ever known in the like military, anything, you see the government like waste so much money yep. Yep. <laughs> that like I don't think that I could possibly actually feel guilty about wasting money like grounding the planes like i just don't think i could have it in me to care about that but but it made the air force mad at him obviously right yeah Um, like that's the context but i yeah if i were him i'd be like i don't like yeah yeah this is a shitty thing that happened i'm sorry that that happened but i don't know wherever andy is i hope he's doing great nathan i think is like revered as a hero it's not clear to me he like competed in some um he competed in like a cool thing for like wounded vets oh okay and like did well british people will know what i'm talking about (laughs) but he I just hope he's doing, I hope both of them and everyone on board are doing great. Yeah. There was one thing, like, one of the flight attendants very, very understandably had a panic attack. Uh And, like, I don't know any of the details, but it's, like, written in a very dry way in the, um, like, report. But they had a panic attack and, like, other people like helped them like calm down mm-hmm. and they like booted back up and like helped passengers and like totally like rocked it after that Ugh. and like love that flight attendant. Yeah. There were a bunch of doctors like on the plane, presumably because beautiful. Yeah. Like that makes sense. Right. right? And the doctors. Um, I don't know. I hope everybody's doing great. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure there's a million things that Andy would have done differently in retrospect and a trillion you know yeah yeah and um yeah that's all we get i'm glad yeah. that he gets a second chance i'm glad everybody in this plane gets yeah. a second chance mm-hmm. you know like yeah and we know were I'm they able that- to fly after this <laughs> the the those two people i think i i think i might be wrong about this but like andrew was like discharged from the military and nathan i think was also discharged due to the injury Mm. but like they so does that carry over like the license or like the like the pilot's license i don't actually know that that i don't know i just heard frank 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 is screaming right now he's he just woke up he's very upset he demands cuddles right after he wakes up so oh yeah (laughs) that's nice i love them yeah they're perfect yeah but everybody everyone lives frank Everyone lives. Frank is alive. They all have cats to go home to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Turkey got their, like, whatever, <laughs> the other a thousand ten, pounds yeah. or whatever. They're 10 pounds each. Yeah. Like, that's what, that's what really matters. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this is 2014. So this is, like, before Erdogan, like, uh, 
made turkey different. I guess yeah. we'll say it like that. But um, yeah. Yeah, this is like I said, this was a couple months after Brian and I left Turkey and uh, it was a very nice time to be there. So, yeah, you know, I don't know how long anyone was there. But was this like major news in Turkey? Do you know that? I don't know hmm. that. I don't know. I think it was I think it was fairly big news in the UK. I think it was like, I don't know. And I would love to know and I would happily read these emails because a lot of you are British. What a what a treat. So like I would love to like learn more about how like the war in Afghanistan was like covered in the media by like in the UK. Yeah. Cuz like in 2014 in all seriousness people would like I bet if you like polled Americans, I bet like 30% of them would be like, I don't think we're in Afghanistan anymore. Right. Yeah. Like, maybe not, yeah. but I don't know. Like, the media coverage really died down on yeah. that incredibly long conflict. Yeah. Pretty abruptly. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but. <sighs> yeah. But. Um. I was going to text you about this so that you could help me remember, but I remembered on my own. Um, <laughs> um, we, some of you, so in the past, some of you are musicians and that's really cool. And, you know, unlike other forms of art, it is a form of art that like we actually can like display for people. Yeah. Um, so I think that one of, uh, one of like, our friends just put out some new music it's really cool um i want to we'll either put it at the end of this episode or i was kind of thinking that it might be fun if any of you are musicians and are interested if we like put out like a music episode just like yeah some cool tunes because like okay so basically it's really hard <laughs> to come up with these like every week right now, just because there's so much happening. Yeah. Um, and like we have the land and I have like actually <laughs> like truly like more than a thousand plants to plant. <laughs> and so it's... part of me is thinking, go ahead. What are you no, I was just going to say it like it is insane. And especially the amount of stuff that you do. I don't know how I truly it's it's the power of adhd i guess i don't know the power of adhd that's the energizer bunny and as you know mariah they finally gave me i've been taking like the dose of the medicine that i take uh it was like basically half the dose that's appropriate for my (laughs) weight and i was taking it for like for years right right for a child like i don't i don't weigh 40 kilos right. <laughs> like that's just not of course not i would die before i got to like i would die yeah so um but they finally raised it to the appropriate dose and i'm just you would not believe <laughs> what i have accomplished yeah. <laughs> it is miraculous beautiful but all of this to say one of the thoughts i had was like maybe this summer we'll just do like a summer of like all bangers like just do like all of the episodes that like we have that i've been like saving or putting off like if we do like did an episode like every other week Mm -hmm. but we do like united 232 the buffalo flight finally the amazing like flight that you know deb gave us the research for like if we just do like good long episodes every other week but only every other week. And then maybe yeah. some like little sprinkles in between, like a music episode or like a farming episode. <laughs> so we can geek out about that. Yeah. I don't know. It's or if thought. you have anything, like any other ideas that you want to hear, let us know. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And I mean, or we'll just keep doing what we're doing, which is just stumbling along and episodes do come out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like we keep <laughs> making do. them. Yeah. Yeah. We are committed. Like, we are definitely committed. Oh, yeah. We're in too deep. Yeah. Like, way too deep. We have friends. Yep. Like, we need to. <laughs> and I yeah. don't think we emailed Orion. O R I O N. Okay. 
So Orion, our dear friend, Orion, Orion, we love you. <laughs> we this is what's you. tricky about like we read things, but then this is like a spoken media yeah. <laughs> that we use. Yes. So yeah, but he. What were you actually gonna say? I'm so sorry. Well, I was just gonna say that apologies for not emailing you back yet. Um, oh my gosh, yes, we are, we will we've we will be doing that. yes. We have discussed many a times geeked yes, out heavily you. when you did send an email love yes. the picture look at it I all the time the we love that you talk about tapes like vhs tapes. yes so this this summer i think everything. is everything this is the summer yeah yeah you guys are in for a so treat yeah, if we if, if we, we can do... land orion you guys are in for a treat yes yes no i think that there's <laughs> there are many so anyway yeah tell us if you like that idea yeah or if you most of you are like sweet, like and just wonderful, and are just like anything's fine, and like that's so nice, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. But you are also welcome to care one way or the other yeah. and tell us what you think. Yeah, don't feel like you can't. Um, yes. So, ooh, fact, Mariah. Fact. Um, I was scrolling through Twitter, mm-hmm. and. It's kind of a weird fact, but um, did you know, Casey, that 340,000 UPS workers just voted to authorize a strike uh, if they could not <gasps> come to terms uh, with, no. for a new contract uh, by July 31st? I did not know that, <laughs> but I am overjoyed. Yeah. To, we, we love and support. Yes. We are unions. also, as a workforce we are on the verge of the largest labor strike in american history um or wait wait wait, wait. which let me double check this no we should there should be literally strikes okay, since every the day 50s, i'm Just, sorry on uh, the biggest no, labor okay. strike since the 50s uh yeah that still <laughs> Like th- in terms listen. of when they started recording this, I would say right. Well, and also like biggest is kind of like I'm sure by the numbers, exactly right. Like, right. Just but then by population it, size, yeah. But like, it, like it, I mean, it's like at the birth of unions. Yeah. They were like actual like wars, like with like shooting each other and stuff. Yeah. Like, like you know, yeah. it was, it's yeah. serious yeah. business. Yeah, no, know? it is serious business, and it is. um the there, I mean, there are a lot of great articles out there, a lot of great um there's a lot of great information. I think it is um an interesting time right now. Like you and I talk about it a lot, just yeah. the type of environment we're living kind of in the US and also globally. Um I mean the the Hollywood is on strike. There are a lot of different unions in yeah. Hollywood. Um the writers union is on Not strike. Not yeah. enough unions in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, actually, exactly. That's a PA union. United, One of but... the twelve thousand unions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and no, uh, the actors yeah. may may their contract is up. I think this summer, and they're. I don't know if they yeah. voted to agree yet, or if they are voting to agree to a strike. But I don't know. It's getting it's getting a little crazy. It's good. Yeah stretch it i mean like right like this is observe yeah yeah like behold guys like i know that like air france um we like japan airlines used the air france lounge and like i was the lounge agent like quite often when i worked there and one (laughs) one air france agent had to come to like be in the to like run the lounge with me yeah so one poor air france agent had to be there at 6 a.m and everybody else came in later but um and we would talk and air first of all like you know god bless them the french go on strike all the time yeah as you know and wow uh sure is effective because they sure do get paid way more (laughs) and like way more vacation time way better stuff and yet somehow the country just keeps rolling france it's amazing still here yep. it's still amazing here. well and, yeah. and the whole like part of exactly what you're saying is part of what i was reading about was and this is true regardless of what country you're in as union membership declines 
like income inequality increases. It's basically just a mirrored chart. Yeah. You know, yeah. that when we don't yeah. have access to unions and, and labor protections, surprise, yeah. the top take the money. Like the rich people keep right. getting yeah. richer. Yeah. Because that's that's literally all that could happen. Right. Exactly. Like what other outcome could there possibly be? Like yeah, so we love a union. And here's the thing. Obviously, some unions are like have like lost a lot of their efficacy or like I've known individual like union reps who not good. Like and I know I know that it would it's not better without the union. Like the situation is not made better by not having the union. It will, right. you know, yeah. like you're not. And like thank god like for unions because they like fedex is not union someone can correct me if i'm wrong about that but ups is and like fedex has to pay their drivers and like workers more because ups has a union and they like yeah so in order to be competitive so like even like my there's no such thing as like unionization for my job right yeah. although i think about it a lot because like we'll talk about it but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that but but the fact like any union labor anywhere mm. like raises the standard of living for everybody so yeah. yeah someday if i ever make i don't know what's wrong with me but if i ever make the second podcast because i totally <laughs> earlier in this conversation we don't have time but yeah, like yeah. one of the things i really really would love to talk about is like the history of like you sports players mm. unions yeah because that is i mean curtis flood rest in peace like he yeah. i mean without him who knows how different things would be right like people people sacrifice a lot to to make life better for other workers and yeah. we love them for it yeah wow. well in the t yeah. i mean ups just won they did just win uh having air conditioning in their trucks and like imagine sheet shields, right? Or heat shields. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine like, having to beg okay. for air conditioning. And like I know they have the <laughs> the open doors for like efficiency and all this shit. And it's like uh but I like get it, but efficiency <laughs> to what end? Right. Like to, to what end? Because yeah, like at it the is expense winter, of the driver. It is summer. Right. Like that's the thing that's so insane to me when people talk about like the efficiency of yeah. like different things, and it's like efficient to, to what yes, end? Exactly. Like because it's very efficient at making life worse for the worker. Yeah. I actually don't value that outcome, no. so that doesn't seem efficient to me. Exactly. So, like, uh, what is the metric? I, like, yeah. Right. Like, ugh. Ugh. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah so the people who deliver things to our homes literally 100 percent like keep like the reason why america did not burn to the ground during the pandemic was because yeah. of delivery drivers quite like, literally the whole truly like new york would be a crater if if people hadn't been showing up at everyone's houses yeah. to drop stuff off yeah. so these are like some of the most important members of our society. Yeah. I unironically. Truly. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever they want, they should get. Yeah. So And it's like we've yeah. created that in society. Like we've created that dependency in the way that we set up our systems right. and, and so, like every yeah. like that's just we are dependent on them now. Right. So if we're gonna be like depending on this group of people, maybe they we should, should have like, yeah. you know, a basic standard of like life, a basic like basic yeah. like air conditioning in the summer right heat in the winter yeah. like oh my god like imagine <laughs> imagine yeah. i mean imagine. i think is i think it's true that they can only turn left or something they can't turn left they can only there turn right something like that but that's to like i think prevent accidents to keep oh, okay. people from that's like good. clocking them yeah i think i think that's a safety thing that's good but because actually brian that's a whole other if we really well, want to get radical, we'll have Brian come in here and talk about infrastructure. Yes. <laughs> like, well, and I think it's like uh, it's economic uh, fuel efficient to do that because you you wait more when you're turning left versus if you just go around the block. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It, it does also cause like a lot of accidents. Yeah. That's like a thing that like Brian 
in Brian's like perfect society yeah left turns like they it's more dangerous because you're like turning against traffic you know so you're like more likely to get t-boned or like but then that means did New Jersey get it right by not letting anybody take a left turn we're not gonna entertain that (laughs) idea but (laughs) we're not gonna speak that into the cosmos no but I mean because the answer to that question is no just for everybody if there was any confusion like New Jersey is always wrong, but maybe And I will fight no, I you. Mean, <laughs> that that like I do I don't know. There's like a part of me that like really just wants to make the world better. And then there's a part of me that is like a crotchety old man yeah. that's just like, bah! like, I don't want this newfangled, like I don't want to do a like roundabout, get this out of my town. <laughs> like I don't know what to do in a roundabout. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> yep. we'll just we'll just all live with that tension. That'll be our and, third uh, podcast. Just admitting basic functions like <laughs> I can't. Just like talking about things we hate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just like I know it's better, but I but hate, I hate it. it. Oh, Brian and I when we were setting up, we were building a polytunnel on the land. Yeah. And the um the I don't know what are they socket wrench yeah yeah uh was the one that we had was like imperial units and the one that it needed was like metric and Brian was like saw this as an opportunity to try to tell me that like we should all go metric no do not bring that talk onto our land how dare (laughs) you how do you speak that into the soil like do you want our plants to only be like 10 centimeters high like what will happen <laughs> but don't Listen, let the animals hear majority you. wins i don't know i've been watching a lot of game of thrones lately i finally what i finally caved Metric. to yeah watching game of thrones and oh yeah, I, I, majority wins i think <laughs> people rise <laughs> i'm halfway through what so if, we'll see oh my gosh if we had like like a huge like surge of unionization but yeah. the main like request was going all metric yeah. my little heart could not take it what would you do little... what if that what was would I do? what if that had to be in the contract oh oh <laughs> uh, that's i don't know you can't form like a union within the union no, to like no. <laughs> to like argue against i don't you know just step down yeah yeah just i don't know I don't know. Just in my own home, I just want to use inches and feet. Like I will not be betrayed by my, my own, own family. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Everything is divisible by ten. Um, if you are in an industry that has the opportunity to unionize, you should do it. Yes. Um, and then hold your union accountable, right? Like yes. that's the thing. Like you're don't it's it shouldn't be because I think that's part of what's happened. I think that's been part of like the union, like degradation has been like because of the union culture Mm. isn't that strong in a lot of places there's like a big separation between like the union and the workers and that should never happen right and like if you have a union that's not representing you like take control of that like that shouldn't be that way so yeah perfect all right awesome (laughs) success beautiful i love you you so much maria um shout out to our boy aaron um he did a great episode on this so mini air crash investigation Mm. i don't want to forget to say it he did a great episode on this um and uh and we love him yeah and we love you yeah i love you mariah i love you too we love each and every one of you send us uh music if you make music and we'll do a little music episode and uh it'll be great Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok, or you can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. So much stuff is going on in our life. Uh, Please do let us know uh, through any of the different ways you can get in touch with us, or if you listen on Spotify in the like poll or question or whatever it is. Let us know how dependable you would like us to be. Basically, 
if we can 100% commit to every other week, do you want us to just go for every other week for the rest of the summer? Or do you want us to just do our best and hopefully get the episodes out slightly more often than every other week? I don't know. Let us know. See you next week. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 